Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Wings Productions presents Chapter 33 of The Skylark Bell Skydive. I'm your host, Melissa Oliveri. In last week's episode, Farfalla found herself in the vulnerable position of needing to ask Kalia to help save Ash. In today's episode, we read Chapter 33, The Vanishings, in which Farfalla fully steps into her role as the infamous Dialangi. Today's podcast partner is fellow Bupod Network member, The Haunted UK. You may recognize the name from past collaborations, such as The Red-Headed Hitchhiker, The Cellar, and Return to Manor Ridge Farm. The Haunted UK is a brilliant podcast that explores both the paranormal and the unexplained. Be sure to check the show notes for a link to their podcast. Now, you know what to do. Settle in. Grab a blanket and a warm drink. We're getting started. The years following Ash's illness have flown by. He's never questioned why he stopped growing, instead approaching the world with an eternal childlike wonder. It is sad and sweet all at once. I didn't realize, when I had Kalia put him in the tree how unnatural it is to be a parent to a child with no expectation of evolution or growth. I sing him the same lullabies. We play with the same toys, play the same games. It is like an endless loop. I think Kalia knew. That's why she sent Mr. and Mrs. Barnaby. It happened one spring day. It was very early morning and Ash was still asleep. I had just finished washing my hair and was rubbing some fragrant oils into it when they stepped out from under the arch. I remember the look on their faces. Not surprise, exactly. Perhaps Kalia had explained to them what was going to happen. But a look of gentle shock, nonetheless. As if they couldn't quite believe everything had actually happened as described. 
I stood still, quietly assessing them. Rowan Barnaby was a tall, slim man dressed entirely in black, with a mass of wild hair billowing atop his head. He appeared more timid than his counterpart, who stood one or two steps in front of him, prepared to take on the task at hand, her auburn hair piled atop her head, barely held together with a scattering of pins. Mandalina Barnaby. I didn't realize at the time how grateful I would be for their existence. I would learn much later that they had lost a child. Kalia handpicked them to be Ash's eternal caregivers, and they embraced the assignment with all their hearts. I presume she has trapped them inside trees in that strange place that perhaps doesn't even really exist, the Time Purgatory, where people are split in two, half of them trapped inside ancient trees, and the other half a sort of consciousness with a semi-solid body left to roam the earth. At least they had a choice in the matter. After a few weeks, Mr. and Mrs. Barnaby announced that they had chosen a time and place where they would like to live with Ash. My heart broke into fragments as I watched them disappear under the arch. Luckily, I still see Ash occasionally. He likes to come visit and take walks through the forest with Rue. I still don't understand how Rue has lived so long. Perhaps there is a tree somewhere with him in it. I don't question these things anymore. I'm simply grateful for the company. Especially now that I once again find myself alone. I had put the stories of the vanishings out of my mind after Ash was saved. I thought we would be together forever. Now I understand I haven't changed anything at all. The entire story is playing out exactly as it was written. Who am I to argue? It is time for another child to vanish. Ready or not, here I come! The girls shout echoes across the vast fields. The boy hunkers down behind the giant rock, stifling his giggles. He's certain his sister will never find him here. She's too afraid of the woods. Farfalla stands just inside the edge of the forest, hidden in the shadows. Rue standing steadfastly by her side. She watches as the girl runs through the tall grass in search of her brother. Now, whispers Farfalla to the deer, never taking her eyes off the girl. Rue steps into the sunlight, just behind the line of trees but within the girl's line of sight. The girl stops in her tracks and stares at the deer, mesmerized. Farfalla begins to sing, ever so softly, willing her voice to carry on the wind to reach the girl. The girl begins to walk toward the deer, one foot in front of the other, her eyes staring straight ahead. From behind the rock, the boy sees his sister walking toward the forest. He squints into the darkness and sees a red deer standing at the edge of the tree line. The girl is clearly heading straight for it. Shelta, he shouts, waving his arms over his head to get her attention. The girl keeps marching forward, completely oblivious to his call, almost like she is sleepwalking. Shelta, over here, he shouts again, this time with a tinge of desperation in his voice. 
Still, the girl keeps her steady pace. She has almost reached the line of trees. The boy begins to feel slightly dizzy and lays a hand on the rock to steady himself. He can hear singing, similar to a woman's voice, but not entirely human either. The sound swirls around him, its dizzying effect causing him to curl up on the ground behind the rock. His eyelids get heavy and his body goes limp, and finally he gives in to the temptation to sleep. Farfalla leads the way, maintaining her hold on the girl through song. Rue follows behind her, and the girl walks behind Rue. Finally, they come to the clearing, though it isn't much of a clearing anymore. A collection of young trees has sprung from the acorns Farfalla planted after the ancient oak was felled. Farfalla stops singing, and the girl blinks. Farfalla turns to Rue. Thank you, she says, laying a hand on the deer's cheek. The deer snorts in reply, then turns and disappears into the darkness of the forest. Where's Lachlan? whimpers the girl as she comes to her senses. She scans her surroundings and looks back at Farfalla, her face filled with fear and uncertainty. I'm afraid I don't know, says Farfalla. What's your name, darling? she asks, crouching to be at eye level with the girl before laying a hand on her cheek. "'Shelta?' stammers the girl through chattering teeth. "'My name is Dialanji,' says Farfalla. "'I live here in the forest with my friend Rue, who you met earlier. "'Isn't he beautiful?' the girl nods. "'I bet he would love to walk with you sometime. "'He likes to have a companion to go on his walks. "'Would you like that?' "'The girl shrugs, then nods.' I, th- I, think, I think it's my bedtime. I, sh- I should go home, says the girl hesitantly. Oh, it's quite dark. I think it will be nearly impossible to find your way home right now. It would be much safer for you to stay with me. I even have a soft bed for you to sleep in, and some toys, and chocolate, says Farfalla, opening up her hand. The girl looks at the pieces of wrapped candy in Farfalla's palm and smiles. May I have two? she asks. Farfalla laughs. You may have them all, she announces to the girl's delight. Shelta carefully unwraps each candy and sits happily on a log, eating each one and licking her fingers clean. Finally, darkness settles, and Farfalla guides her to the tent with a lantern. You'll be safe and comfortable here, Shelta, she says, guiding the girl to the cot. The girl is too tired to make a fuss and falls asleep only moments after her head hits the pillow. Back in the field, the boy wakes up, disoriented by the night sky and the rock towering next to him. Finally, he remembers watching his sister go into the woods. Shelta, he shouts, desperately looking in every direction. Shelta, where are you? He yells, but no one replies. Panicked, he stands up and races across the field toward his house. Thank you so much for listening. Join me next week for Chapter 34. 
Shelta, in which a new addition to Farfalla's life becomes instrumental in her plan. The Skylark Bell is brought to you by Phaeton Starling Publishing and features original music by Canel. Leaving a rating or a review on your preferred podcast platform is incredibly helpful in helping the podcast gain visibility so others can find and enjoy the story of the Skylark Bell. It's a quick, easy, and free way to support my work. If you'd like to support me further, you can also subscribe to Patreon, where you'll get early access to ad-free episodes, as well as digital downloads of the music. And be sure to follow me on social media for updates. I love to connect with listeners. Just check the show notes for all necessary links. Once again, thank you for listening. I'm Melissa Oliveri, and this is the Skylark Bell Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.